Hello, it is Thursday, April 15th. We're in a Rhodes studio. What's going on? What do you think is potentially happening? I'm up to something. There's a big announcement coming here. Down the pipe in the next, I'll say near future. I'm not 100% sure yet. Can't thank you enough for choosing to spend some time with us today. I think you're going to enjoy today's conversation about the world, the life, everything like that. And by by the end of this show, you enjoy it. Please be a friend and tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Ty, let's get to this thing, shall we? If you're watching on youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show, we cannot thank you enough for spending time with us day to day. The music, Zito. Day to day. The the whole first hour might have had music playing there. (laughs) Crushed it, Zito. Appreciate you, buddy. Oh, Zito is here. Breaking news number one. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Breaking news number two. We are in our road studio. Breaking news number three. We do not want to tell you exactly where we are right now. You can go ahead and guess where you think we are. We will be announcing a $7,500 giveaway Ooh. later in the show whenever AJ Hawk will be joining okay. us. I believe he'll be joining us for the second hour and the third hour today. Wow. So I believe in about an hour from now, we will be announcing a hashtag giveaway for $7,500 for whoever can tweet the most accurate guess of what they think I'm going to announce within the next couple of days. I was in a meeting earlier this morning. This was supposed to be over the next few weeks. This thing got expedited quickly. Zito's been building the studio in anticipation that this would be happening. And I want to let you know, this place is gorgeous. Magnificent. At Boston Connor and Ty Schmidt are sitting in here. The Toxic Table will be joining me live in the road studio. Boys, could have never guessed this place to be this nice. Zito, Tim McAfee. CFO Phil mm-hmm. really want to work and made this magic happen. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, the weather up here is much nicer than I expected. Yeah, I was expecting I it to be a little bit chilly. I really didn't pack uh, appropriately, if you will. But I'll tell you what, I am very impressed compared to what we were doing in the box truck. We talked about that. I mean, we might as well be, you know, I mean, I feel like we're <laughs> we're in L.A. at some big dick swinging studio. At Boston Connor, um, you were on hiatus from our company while we were on That's right. the road. And for those that are very new to our show, which is we get to see a lot of data, um, there's a lot of new people here. And we we can't thank you enough for why ever the fuck you choose to watch this show. But last fall, mm-hmm. okay, pre not this COVID fall, fall before that. Right. Yeah. We had a schedule. And everybody saw, obviously – you know, me on GetUp. Mm-hmm. There would be clips of me on GetUp that would hit the internet. And even if you weren't watching the show full time, you did see me, Rex Ryan or Shlovsky, uh, Greenberg, uh, Ryan Clark. D- 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 we, we made some magic happen. Every single Monday, Overreaction Monday happened on GetUp for me on ESPN with Greenberg. Greenberg asked me to do that. He said, I would love to have you in studio. It'd be better. I said, sounds good. That's in New York. We were doing a daily show at the time. So we had to figure out, okay, okay, now we're going to be in New York on Mondays. We got to figure out a studio to do our daily show. At that time, I think we were live on YouTube. Not a lot of people were watching. Yeah, that. we were. We were live yeah. on YouTube. Uh, we were live on radio, I, I, I think. Westwood One. Westwood yeah. One Terrestrial Radio, which mm-hmm. is FCC Radio. So we had to put on this show. While still being an Indianapolis company, we had to make this thing happen. So the Monday morning get-up thing gets offered, and we all agree, like, yeah, it's a good idea. It'd be a good commercial. It's overreaction Monday, too. Mondays are the best fucking days of the fall because mm-hmm. whatever happened in the last 24 hours you can be 
absolutely obnoxious about it, especially right. on those shows <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. where they're just asking you to dial it up to 45 or whatever. You know what I mean? So that's like what that show is about. So I would go in there on 12 every Monday morning, waking up 5 a.m. because they had um, production meetings like 5.30 or whatever in the morning for that show. They got to go through everything. We would fly into New York Sunday nights before Sunday night football. Yep. Second half of the four o'clock games because try to watch all the football. So then we would have to do the show from New York on Mondays. We'd hop in a plane, fly back to Indianapolis Monday afternoon. So then you would think, just do the show in Indianapolis the rest of the week. No, no, no. Then I was asked to do Thursday Night Football by Matt Hasselbeck. Matt Hasselbeck was getting Thursday Night Football alongside Adam Amin and Molly McGrath, and he said, would love for you to do this with us. Could we please make this happen? I was like, going to be tough, because obviously Thursday Night Football would be another city. Matt was like, uh, we think it would be cool to think about it, though. He didn't want to force me, but he was like, just think about it. So we thought, like get a chance to commentate some games. Okay, let's do that. So now we got to figure out how to do the show in New York on Monday, have to figure out how to do the show in some bumblefuck college town on Thursday night football. And then whenever uh, college game day got entered into the mix, then uh, Fridays I was flying. Thursday we'd fly back to Indianapolis. Fridays I would fly to wherever college game day was. Then I would fly back on Saturdays. Then Sundays we would fly to New York and put that thing on repeat for 13 weeks, okay? Thought we were going to die. Yeah. So now we were potentially staring down another road studio opportunity. And what we chose to do then was a box truck studio that drove around the country to every place we were. We hired a driver. We were in the back of a box truck. There was 7,000 issues every single time we went live. Mm-hmm. Never missed a show. Okay? Never. Back of a box truck, middle of some interesting neighborhoods in some cities. We're outside. There was potential real shit going on. We're standing in the back of a box truck, screaming, dancing, <laughs> yelling for three hours or two hours at the time. It was just something crazy. So whenever, whenever this opportunity was potentially going to present itself where it's like, hey, might have to move a little bit. We had to figure out how to do it. Zito. Tim said, hey, we'll build a road studio. We don't have, because Zito was a part of that box truck experience too. And it was a night. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let you know, it was a long ass season. Mm-hmm. It, it almost died. I think we all almost died on numerous occasions, not just because the planes almost went down, but because we we're running on like 40, 45 minutes of sleep on most Every nights. Every night. Coming out and doing a show. And some people will be like, yeah, a lot of energy is these other days. It's like, well, fuck, I've just, we've been in our 14th city in <laughs> yeah. 10 days. Will you please get off our ass? <laughs> So we wanted to make this potential opportunity that could happen where we might have to be away for a little bit or we might have to move a little bit better so the show could maintain a solid quality in what Zito and everybody did down here is fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Wait until you see this board. We, we, we moved. This studio is nicer than our studio at the office. It might, <laughs> it might be. This studio is nicer than the studio we have yeah, at the look office. look at this thing. At Boston Connor, I'm thankful that you're back with the company, by the way, for oh, this yeah. whole run. But we will be having the boys travel with us as well. Uh, there's a group that will be on the road each week. Have to keep that fresh, by the way, for everybody. Like, it has to become something for everybody because, you know, if we have to travel for a long time, which is potentially what's going to happen, or a short time, you know, you can kind of get life on the road can wear on you a little oh, bit. Yeah. So we are going to re- maintain connection to the studio in Indianapolis for the boys and I'm not 100% sure if they're on right now this will be the first time we've even attempted this boys you're back in Indianapolis yeah yeah we're here yes sir we're here hey okay all right can we will we be able to see you guys is that something we'll be able to do 
Doesn't seem like it, Pat. Wow, you're coming uh, in gets real you to hot. Us here. Yeah, you're coming in real hot. Okay, uh-huh. uh, we got to figure that out as well. Uh, I think Zito's going to Facetime you guys. So you, I think what we're doing now, you are all on a phone call with us. Oh. So that's where the audio will come. Okay. The Facetime will be the video. The reason why the Facetime can't be the audio is because all of this show is being sent back to the board in Indianapolis to send to Sirius. Sure. So if the Facetime from them was coming through their board with the audio you could potentially get a little bit of uh like double up crossing swords okay yep we learned that by the way in the box truck yes we mm-hmm. did the show became a shit show one particular two particular maybe four particular days <laughs> yeah. so we kind of learned that lesson but i believe the boys are here is this something that's going on right now fellas can we see you i cannot believe this is happening now when we said we were going to come over here you said up here earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I said over here. When are, hey, Nick, wakey, wakey, pal. Huh? We're doing a show. Hey, hey, it's nice to be able to, to see you guys. We've been listening to the show like some stooges on the radio. Can't even see what you're talking about. You look good. Hey, listen. Studio looks good. Hey, listen, I want to let everybody know, those that listen only on the radio, we appreciate the hell out of you. Oh, oh yeah. you guys. We understand. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I can't do it. I don't, I don't know how anybody, I have to see the motherfucker that's talking for me to really appreciate it. But I want to let you know, we appreciate our Sirius XM family. COVID Cowboy, Tone Diggs, how you doing, pal? I'm doing great, pal. Uh, so, Mitt cutting cameras? For me. You need some tri- yeah, hey, Mitt, admit. fucking dial it down, pal, okay? You're bouncing around here in the middle. Hey, Mitt, how you oh, doing? Hey, you doing, man? Good yeah, to see you, Mitt. All right. Work, hey, this ain't an exercise for how fast your fingers can move over there, Mitt, okay? <laughs> Let's try to put on at least a little bit of a show here. You're doing great work, Mitt. We appreciate you. Uh, let's stick with the COVID cowboy here. Um, but the ability to chat with the boys in Indianapolis while we're over here and potentially do a show in a better studio than they're in. Yeah. This is going to be an amazing run. Very thankful for it. We'll be announcing a $7,500 giveaway in about an hour where the people who have followed along. And I appreciate, by the way, everybody getting invested in this. It might be because there ain't other shit going on. Uh, Could be. Maybe. There ain't much shit going on right now. I mean, there's things for us to talk about today. We got a big show packed today. Very oh, excited yeah. about it. The, the sports gods have rained down some riches on us today for us to actually have a conversation about something at this point. But Diggs, I absolutely love the fact that you can chime in with some incredible stat or factoid that you have in the middle of this conversation anytime I get going. Well, and you talked about the giveaway that you're doing today. Uh, The Fandle hammered down rollover that we do every single day where you have to put a 10-leg parlay together. Yeah. Is up to seventeen hundred and fifty dollars. So hey, we're giving away what eight thousand? Do the math. Seven hundred five. Two hundred seven hundred fifty. You get it. Hey, yeah, a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of money on the table. And hey, that's more than a stimulus check. Yeah, uh-huh. it is. That's a lot yeah, more than a stimulus eight check. Stimulus Listen, checks. we're giving out stimulus checks today, and we're going to continue to do that because we're all in this goddamn thing together. And what I'm potentially doing is paying us a pretty good. Pretty good amount of money. So, I mean, we will just try to give that away because I feel like that is the best life served, actually, to be honest. I don't know how other people don't do it. I appreciate and respect it. I was actually thinking about this morning. Uh, Diggs, believe it or not, I got 90 to 94 minutes of sleep last night at this place. Well, where you are, over there, mm-hmm. up up there. Hey, by the way, way not to fuck that up because you have not been around us all morning. We've been, yeah. we've been having full conversations. The fact that you just jumped right in the water here without really hearing our off camera. Yeah, well way done. to go, Kobe. Hey, that's a tip of the cap. Woo! 
Typical. Streets, street smarts, my friend. Not necessarily book smart, but street smarts. I do know how to stay alive in this world. Uh, there's a lot of street traffic where you're at. A lot of uh, a lot of honking, a lot of ambulances, maybe something like that. No, that was not it. Not really. No. That was not it. It's actually, it's actually really. It's almost like deserted. This place is haunted. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like where Empty. we're at. we had to get a we had to get a full internet listen. The internet company thing that had to happen, they had to come. It's almost like we maybe created internet where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But they did a great job. They, they did, did. A, They did an absolutely incredible job. Now, in doing so, though. They did cut the cable wire. That's they just right. completely cut the TV oh. yeah. cable wire. Yeah, so no TV, all right? <laughs> but you got to watch an unbelievable movie last night, if I do recall. Netflix had restricted uh, content pin needed for the particular TV setup uh, that I was in. I guessed maybe, I would say, 100 different pins on all their different accounts they had in there, right? The whole family setup. Never got it. Could only watch PG shit. Watched Cat in a Hat. Fucking ooh. what? Who's watching that? What a then, classic. Then I watched uh, Thunder Force. Oh, yeah. you lucky dog. Thunder oh, you Force. Did. I had you to. It's a PG. It's a PG movie. I had to. It was the only thing. I just stared at the ceiling for five, six hours last night. I, I'm. I brought no melatonin of any. I, I didn't bring my CBD mm, PM. Yeah. I, I I dropped the fucking ball here. So I'm gonna get a little bit loopy here. Probably about an hour or two. Sure. Big day. You sent, big you day. sent the. Uh, you sent the Avatar movie poster at 4.18 a.m. So I knew you were some shit. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so what had happened was I turned that uh, cat and hat on. Yep, of course. I got through that whole movie, realized that I'm not going to be able to just watch this type of shit. <laughs> yeah, sure. This ain't going to work. <laughs> no way. This ain't going to get me mentally invested enough to wear me out to put me to sleep. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like that's how my brain works. Right. A lot of people don't want to watch good shit late at night because they don't want to get invested. For me, I feel like while watching the good stuff, I get invested. And by that point, my brain's already tired. It kind of puts me out. It's like a... Uh, it's almost like a, a, like a one-two punch that the, Ooh, sure. the intriguing shit does to my brain to put me out. Now, last night, PG shit. Mm-hmm. There's nothing interesting. No, I, no. Like whenever I have a kid, I had I thought about this 3 a.m. last night. I ain't gonna be able to fake it. We, yeah, there we go. We could probably appreciate you. Hey, hey, boys, please. If you gotta work, do your thing. But a little bit of alertness if we start yelling, please. Ten four. Okay, that is. That is. Gumpy's potentially staying in my house right now watching all the animals. Is he really? Someone's got to. Yeah, someone's got to because uh, we're good. We had an internet cable issue there last night as well. <laughs> oh, no. Jeez. Uh, that, that's it's everywhere. The internet does not work there, pal. <laughs> cable should, though. What, the cable should work. That's bullshit. I'm paying a lot for that thing to get fixed. I remember I had direct TV. It wasn't working. What do you mean? It cut out at about 1130, came back on at about 3 this morning. You've got yeah. to be Comcast. Comcast had an issue last night. Oh, you don't say. Gumpy's got to move the satellite, I thought. Hey, that's a shame. I lost it, too. I apologize, Gump, that that just so happened to happen on your first night in my house. But I want to let you know, I've been through a lot of phone calls with those people over there. I need my fucking TV to work. I know there's no internet here, so I'm paying a lot. I'm sorry that happened. Nice to know that the brother who does take all the good internet on the property, it also happened to him, him. too. That's that's pretty good. I appreciate you, Gumpy. Um, Let's get to it, though. 
Let's shall we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. Very thankful for this. We're going to be giving away a lot of money today. Shout out to the uh, hashtag FanDuel Hammer Don Rollover 1750, by Ooh, the way. Nothing to sneeze at. 10 leg parlay. You got to tweet it out. Minus 130, I think, are better odds. You, They do that every single day, by the way. Every single night they do that for the Hammer Don Show, which is live 4 p.m. daily. Uh, also, that is something that had to be think of, thought about while this whole thing is going on. There's been a lot going on behind the scenes. And we're appreciating you guys uh, rocking with us. Now, let's get to some shit that's happening. Oh, yeah. We could talk about Alden Smith signing a one-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks. Congrats, Alden Congrats. Smith. Good job, Alden. The comeback tour for Alden Smith, which looked like it was never going to be likely because of how much he was fucking up. Uh, and I'm not just saying that there wasn't probably uh, mental health things going on. I'm not saying he wasn't put into a crazy situation. You probably could have never guessed when you get a lot of money and get a lot of success. It's not always just a very easy thing for people to make that transition, especially if they're not potentially diagnosed with something going on. He fucked up. All right. He did. He, he would, uh, I assume he has admitted that and has come on the other side of that took a couple years off play for the Cowboys last year, gets five sacks. It's like, okay, Alden still has football in him. Alden still has a chance to rewrite his entire story here. It feels like he signs with Seattle for a one year deal. Congrats to him. We're all happy for him. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Very happy for Alden Smith. Yeah. Congrats, Alden. Woo. Congrats, Alden Smith. Keep that thing going. Would have been nice maybe you uh, come to the Colts, actually. We lost Justin Houston. Would have been nice to get a pass rusher. But uh, good luck out there in Seattle. They need you. They re-signed Carlos Dunlap. The defense was not maybe fantastic for them last no year. No, sure. Good move. Now, listen, they got a, a lot of other stuff they're going to have to figure out. They might be a tighter team than ever, by the way. After Ooh. a scrap... You might come together tighter than you've ever been. Uh, might If they lose, there might be some more question marks. Seattle Seahawks are a team to watch this year. Mm-hmm. But I think what I would like to talk about. Oh, yeah. one 888 mad dog 6 is our phone calls. Mitt, it was running the cameras there, so he can't answer the phones. I wonder how oh. they're figuring that out, actually. Uh, yeah. Hey, boys, figure it out, all right? <laughs> you got it, Bill. <laughs> right, let's you got it. Uh, Bill can't do it either, though. Yeah. Bill's coding. Bill's coding right well, now. Well, that's the thing. Bill can work 18 different screens at once. So yeah. if he's bang, I don't know bang, if bang. we can add the horn yeah. into that. Yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. not know because he's got to listen to the 100 Thieves, folks. True. True. Got to see yeah. what they got going on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Our show could potentially have something that could be good. Uh-huh. He has to potentially know that that's happening. NBA Top Shots oh, might be dropping. Yeah. NFT you know, world right. is NFTs. happening. And by the way, he's people think like he's just buying this stuff. No. No, no, no. He's actually writing this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's putting them out on his own. You you ever Google something on YouTube? You can go ahead and thank Billy Toops. Yeah. Yep. He's like <laughs> writing the code to have that thing That's pop right. up there. We appreciate Billy. He cannot be answering the phone, so he's got too many jobs. I assume Mitt's doing it now because we're not really there, but one eight 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 mad dog 6 <clears> and I'll wait to hear from you. Uh, i got a computer that is mirroring the computer in the studio. Technology's fucking crazy. Yeah. Awesome. Like it actually asked me to um, update. Update, yeah. Very cool. On this computer, it asked me to update that computer. You don't got to update that one. That one's up to date. This one seems to be very up to date. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's to be able to do this. But I love that this son bitch knows that I'm all the way up here. And it was like, uh, hey, hey, now's the time. Just remind you're out of town. <laughs> what do you think? Maybe we update. It's like, no, I got to use you. I, I want to let, while we're trying to figure out all this shit, and I'm not saying, Everybody doesn't have to go through shit. But while we're trying to figure out road studios and other live shows and tech and everything like that, and that's just, hey, by the way, 
Standard business. That's right. Yeah. Standard business. We are very lucky to do this, but there's a lot of bullshit that comes on the back end of this thing whenever you're dealing with tech that we got a chance to learn about while we're doing shows in the back of a box truck around yeah. the country or whatever. So while trying to figure out all this, because this is potentially happening, you know, and also trying to maintain a show that is worthy of people spending their fucking time with us because we're getting stats and people are spending a long time with us on a daily basis. So the show cannot halter at all. We're also living right now in a time with social media and insiders and league sources and all this, where the, the thing that we talk about every day is legitimately at all times potential 100% bullshit. Oh, yeah. All, all horseshit. Every single day it feels like this, mm-hmm. right? And now, whenever we were beginning this off season, you know, we were coming gung-ho. Oh, yeah. Had to. Might have been a little bit naive of us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're a young show. We're a young show. A little <laughs> bit naive. There's an insider that said something. Bang, we're talking about it. Oh, my God, what's this going to do? Then, obviously, two days later, something very different would come out. Then we would get, you know, people that would quote tweet our tweets from two days ago. This aged poorly. It's like, well, fuck you. We're not in the same. No. We're nowhere near in the no. same world that we are in right now. As I think we've gone through this offseason, which seems to be more bullshittier than ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're getting a little bit more hardened. Mm-hmm. Getting a little bit more skeptical. I think we're starting to be like, oh, really? But whenever something grabs our eyes, it's hard not to get excited about it. Like, oh, this is big news. Yeah. For instance, let's lay out that entire thing we just said in a two-tweet operation from this morning. Okay? This is the NFL. I love that the NFL has so much interest in it. It is the biggest league in the world that there is Every little thing that could potentially be news becomes big news. And I love being a part of, I I feel like we're pretty much a part of NFL media. I love covering the league. But, you know, there's a lot of shit that gets thrown out that is potentially all, this morning, a guy I'd never heard of breaks a tweet, okay? And we're about to showcase, I mean, are you kidding me? Look at that thing. You're going to have to take the date off. Oh, no, he's moving that thing. Good work here. So this LED board, if you're listening on Sirius, you have no idea. The tweet just popped up behind me. Mm -hmm. The, The whole tweet, is it's on a wall. That seems to be about eight and a half feet high and maybe probably eight by eight, if I had to guess. Maybe yeah. eight by ten. It's it's big and it is 4K. I don't know. This seems to be very clear. And the tweet is just all the way behind me. It's fucking absurd. We're living in 2035. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Cecil Lammy, man, we've never heard of. Cecil. I believe he's in Denver, by yeah. the way. He works for the Denver Post. He tweets, ah, well, it might have been. Hmm. Okay, a little clever start. I like Cecil. I think I'd enjoy probably Cecil. The the fact that he chose to lead off a tweet with a little bit of uh, you know, a little uh, flavor. Right. He did do a little something. Yeah, a little he Cecil did, style. He did a little. He said, "Excuse me, let me go ahead and drop that." <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me get a little bit of flavor. Oh, it might have been. This is his. This is him setting the tone yeah. for the rest of the information. Much like the don't overreact to this right. from David Lombardi at Lombardi himself the other day, setting the tone for what oh, it might have been. League sources tell me, says Cecil, that the Jets turned down 49ers first round pick for Sam Darnold earlier this offseason. Whoa! Joe Douglas and company had concerns about Zach Wilson's shoulder and wanted to see his pro day now super confident and will likely be number two pick. Hashtag NFL draft. That thing garnered 128 retweets, 425 quote tweets. Those quote tweets probably garnered uh, over 100 retweets. A lot of people saw this very quickly because it involves the New York Jets, the San Francisco 49ers, Sam Darnold, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, Jimmy Garoppolo. So this is a massive piece of information. And Zach Wilson. This is a massive piece of information here to just drop into the Twitter world from Cecil Lammy, who, by the way, we have said after the first five words of this tweet, probably good dude. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, it might have been. Great style. Turns out, we find out just, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes later or whatever, a tweet comes out from another NFL insider that says, no, actually, complete bullshit, what just was said right here. What? Quote tweet, complete bullshit. Uh, you got to go back. Oh, it's frozen. Oh, man. He did say it could be finicky. At least we get the Cecil style on here for the rest of the show. Anyways, Dove Kleiman says he speaks to insiders that would know and tweets out, this is false. This is not true. So now this is every single day this is happening. At what point do you think it stops or do you think this only grows out here? Oh, it'll never stop. I mean, this this will always happen. It has to. Because I mean, Cecil will come out and say, well, it, that's what I was told. Exactly. And also, what are the insiders going to do? You know, they have nothing else to talk about either. They might as well go with the, yeah, you know what? Maybe Sam Darnold is going to be a 49er. Who says no? Uh, you know what we actually have, though? We have an actual insider joining us here. Are you oh, serious? Yeah, 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 a man who is from the NFL, actually. Wow. And one of the voices of the NFL, to Ooh. be honest with you. I feel like when he speaks, it's like, okay, he's been told this by somebody at the NFL. Shield. It is something that I enjoy uh, learning about from this guy, and there's a lot of shit we can cover with him, including this Darnold thing. We'll also talk about the NFL and the NFL PA situation with these OTAs, which, by the way, OTAs, I understand it's big for development, blah, 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 blah. This means nothing, okay? OTAs, it's great if your players are there, but nothing matters except for the fall football season. Right. What happens in OTAs, there, there's a large majority of people that won't even be there, and this is going to become a thing that's going to become a problem because... It's the NFL and the NFL PA battle. Yeah. Yep. Joining us right now, ladies and gentlemen, from the NFL and the NFL Network, Tom Pelissero. Yeah, Tom Pelissero! Tom, what's going on? I'm up to something, dude. You got any inside sources on what it is? <laughs> I wish that I had the level of information flow directly from Roger Goodell that you seem to think I do. Oh, I think did- this is a... This is a misconception mm. of uh, people at the NFL Network to think that like we just get every memo or on some internal email chain. No, not like, everybody. We, not everybody we at NFL Network. on stuff like everybody else. Tom. I get the, put it this way. I get looked through my Twitter feed over the past several days. I have as much NFL PA stuff as NFL stuff. I try to, I try to be fair and balanced. Well, okay. Well, it does. I appreciate that. I appreciate what you just said. Everybody tries to be fair and balanced. I mean... I thought the Colts were going to win the fucking Super Bowl last year. Yeah. I, mean, I was trying to be fair and balanced as well. You know what I mean? And, and I think whenever we talk to you, though, it's and not everybody at NFL Network, by the way. We talk to a lot of people at NFL Network. We oh, love yeah. NFL Network, by the way. We yes, are love we are big. We have NFL Network on our at our home, not here at Road Studio because we don't, no, have TV. don't have TV. We don't have TV here at the Road Studio. We can't actually watch any television. But at Office Studio back in back in Indy, you know. A few, I'm not going to say the mileage from there, but the uh, <laughs> back in it, we have NFL Network on all day, you 24/7. know, total access. We love everything about it. We absolutely love everything about it. But when you come on, it genuinely makes us feel like, okay, Tom seems like is having the entire, he, he, maybe you comprehend it more or easier or it's your style, but it feels like you understand why the NFL is choosing to do exactly what the NFL is choosing to do at that exact time where we may have some questions. You, that's no offense to that, I don't think. I think everybody has certain areas that they try to have expertise in. I would certainly say procedural stuff, the memos, the way that things internally function, those are things that I just have, have kind of made a point, especially over the past 14 months here amidst all the chaos, just to understand it. It's not, uh, I'm not giving you the pitch from either side. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. 
it is important to the people inside the league. I mean, you would be surprised every time one of these memos comes out how many coaches and front office people a lot of times haven't seen the memo. They see my tweet, and then they're asking, like, so what does exactly. this mean? What are they doing here? Because they got 10 other things going on. I'm actually going through these 17-page memos and trying to – you know, pull stuff out. And then, I mean, we appreciate, like yesterday- by the way, hey, the coaches, the coaches aren't the only people that appreciate that because there's no way zero, hey, zero chance anybody in this particular studio mm. or in our building uh, in Indy would ever read a 17 page memo. So the fact that you do it, I assume there's coaches and players and myself, there's a lot of people that appreciate it, but you do have a more in-depth look at the thing. So let's, let's talk about a couple of these things here. The NFLPA and the NFL, Tom, are starting to beef about these OTAs, okay? As soon as the virtual offseason happened last year, and as soon as the training camp was uh, rescheduled and how it all worked, you heard the veterans talking while it was happening. They were like, hey, this is this feels good. Like, hey, this is this is exactly what I need. I, uh, you know, in the ramp up period of the training camp, where it was almost like OTAs and training camp were combined. It made our body feel good. The OTAs where you go and then you down and then you're up again kind of hurts the body. Not great for us. Is as it was happening, I saw and immediately understood that the players were going to try to fucking let's hey let's let's make sure we oversell how good this thing is. So now here we are, one year later. And you have the NFLPA and the NFL disputing about protocols being safe for players to go into the building. They shouldn't be doing OTAs. We, last year, we had a lot of success in football, which was true. The game was great. Uh, a lot of young guys played well, even though a lot of people thought the young guys could suffer from this. The special teamers, the second stringers kind of got fucked in the whole thing, but the stars seem to do good. The NFL now says we'll do four more weeks virtual and we'll kind of reassess it. Is that what they're saying? And do you see this? really becoming a situation and do you see the OTAs changing and do you see the NFL since they've already given in the four weeks virtual here which they didn't have to do uh do you see them potentially extending that or trying to figure this out because all parties know that this is not as big of a deal as it's going to be made out to be well there's a lot of layers to this and let's start with the fact that this is not true bargaining between the NFL and the NFLPA in the sense that for anything any changes to happen the union would have to sign off The union did not sign off on what the NFL sent to clubs yesterday, which was an extension of phase one of the off-season program. No on-field work for those first four weeks. Starting May 17th, there's only a one-week phase two where you can kind of do like a walk-through type of pace, do some things on the field. And then the normal four weeks, 10 days over four weeks of OTAs, which are voluntary except for the three-day mandatory minicamp. The NFLPA all along has pushed for this entire thing to be all virtual, including the mandatory minicamp. So they're not even close to that. The J.C. Treader and DeMora Smith sent a note to all the players last night, which I tweeted, uh, saying this did not address our concerns. There's just a minor tweak to uh, phase one. We still recommend based on our based on the data and based on our medical experts that you do not attend uh, any in-person workouts this spring. But if you do, make sure that you're following all the protocols in terms of PPE uh, and social distancing, et cetera. So to go back to last offseason, you're absolutely right. What the NFL PA saw was that, yes, there was absolutely an impact on certain teams, especially those, uh, some of those with new coaches. I mean, off the top of my head, you can think about what happened with the Cowboys defense, not having time to – you know, learn a new scheme. The Vikings with their young secondary, just those guys weren't ready to play in the early going. Those are the guys who lost in terms of OTAs. But if you look at the bigger picture, 
you know, you look at January and February in the playoffs, nobody was sitting back going, boy, this is just not the same. No, if you watch the, the whole entire course of the season, you didn't notice some kind of noticeable drop. What's kind of uh, funny here and somewhat ironic is the NFL put together all this data showing that injury rates did not have any significant spike. They were actually down in the early portion of the season. Major injuries were down. Huh? Uh, penalties were down. Uh, huh? Quality mm-hmm. of play was no different. You still had competitive games. The NFLPA went, yeah, that's right. Look at all that data. Yeah. We didn't lose anything with the offseason. So what you really have here, and I know that they're making it about COVID, and there's some valid data on that in terms of you have three times the new positive cases per day right now that you did one year ago uh, when they went all virtual. This is an issue of power and control. This is the union, which has, over the past decade or so, had like a 99% attendance rate at voluntary OTAs, saying we negotiated for all this stuff to be voluntary, yet we're all showing up. The data last year suggests maybe that extra wear and tear, whatever it might be, and you're talking four hours a day, two hours on the field, Maybe that's not the best thing for us. They see the opportunity here to try to take a stand. And so J.C. Treader on a call last Friday uh, was open to all players said that. He said that basically the dynamic in these, again, not bargaining, but these talks with the NFL have been, hey, we want it to be all virtual. And the owners go, well, we're not going to do that, but it's voluntary. We know you're going to show up, but it's voluntary. And Treader told the players, I think it's time to make them eat their words. So you've had... Four teams come out and say, we're not going to show up for the in-person voluntary stuff. The Patriots said, some of us will, many of us won't. That's still five out of 32 teams. uh, To say nothing of the close to 300 players who either have workout bonuses or de-escalators in their contracts, which absolutely, if their teams start workouts on Monday, is going to incentivize them to show up. And then you've got the trickle-down for all these other younger players in particular and the 1,000-plus guys whose jobs are not secure, they've got to weigh out some things. I can tell you, I have talked to a number of agents who have told me, regardless of what the union says, I'm telling all my guys to go. Everybody's got different interests in this entire thing, which is part of the reason that from a labor perspective, it's really tough always for the NFLPA to get 2,500 guys on the same page because they just don't all have the same things at stake, particularly at this time of year. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's It's not the young stars you know, like Justin Jefferson was unbelievable. The rookie wide receivers were unbelievable. There were some rookie defensive play. There was rookie players that made plays quicker than we could have ever expected, especially with the Zoom stuff. But it's the backup players, the special teams players, that they have to understand the defense to really make the active roster instead of the practice squad. And they maybe potentially don't, and the defensive coordinator doesn't believe in them. Uh, so that means the special teams coordinator is not allowed to use it. Just, there's a lot of that type of stuff that goes on as Tom Pelissero gets a call from Roger Goodell to Whoa. tell him to keep it going. He's doing a great job couple quick little things here uh tom the no obviously that's not true uh maybe though we don't know but um a couple quick things whenever you said it's only four hours two hours on the field the wear and tear i think the reason why a lot of vets don't like it is because they have to travel back to the city they can't work out with their own people their guru if they do have a body guru has got to travel with them to the city it's away from potential family that's that's the biggest thing i think for a lot of guys and also and they don't 
and also case, the, sorry to cut you off, but, but the ramp up I've heard from, and also right. the ramp up the, the OTAs, even though it's two hours on the field or whatever they're doing, like by the end of OTAs, they're doing full practices basically, but with no pads. So it's like a mid season, almost type of reps for quarterbacks, wide receivers, corners, like it's happening like that. And then all of a sudden you go into a dead period for three and a half, four weeks, depending upon when your first game is. And then all of a sudden it's like training camp. It's like, here we go. We're going right back into it. So a lot of the older guys, I think they enjoyed the ramp up. So the two, hours four hours in total thing i think that is I, I agree that that is potentially what they're talking about but i think it's more so a high level you know what i mean zoomed out view is what they're mostly talking about i think if you could relay that to raj and the boys i yeah i've heard from agents in particular that there's a lot of players who don't feel like they get as good a work yeah. in the facility than they do two hours with their guy doing stuff versus two hours as part of a group of 10, which is what the weight room is, limit is right now, uh, that that's not going to be as good. You also have, you know, if you look at that memo yesterday, one of the things in there says, you know, so you get four hours a day in phase one, of which two hours can be directed activity, but also your testing, the daily testing that you still have to undergo. And it appears as of now, even if you're vaccinated, you still have to get the daily Mesa test. Whoa. That doesn't count toward the four hours. So that's uh, been one thing. I thought the, the, so it's in the morning. I thought the, fa- I thought the Fachiachi was the green, the, 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 the green light. Yeah. Get out of jail free. That's what I There's thought. still, it will eventually, but the, the NFL and the NFLPA haven't come up with any of these protocols. At some oh, okay. point, they're going to set a threshold at which point you can scale it back on a team-wide basis in terms of PPE and social distancing uh, and all that type of stuff. And then also on an individual basis, if certain people are vaccinated, they would not have to follow uh, certain protocols. The NFL and NFLPA not mandating it for players. Uh, certainly they are encouraging it. You saw the Broncos yesterday. Tier one, tier uh, two. They're having a, right, they're, they're, the Broncos are putting on a vaccination event. Other, all teams are being encouraged to, do, to make the vaccine available. Uh, during phase one and then the real thing yeah the tier one tier two which is a big deal and i've heard from people within the league uh front office people in particular who are not happy about this there there's people who for certain reasons do not want to uh take a vaccine that is of course approved for emergency use but is not yet uh fda approved and they're in essence being told again it's not a mandate but effectively it's a mandate yeah it's becoming you are Everywhere, by the way, not just in the NFL. That's college football. Mac Brown said, if everybody gets uh, what I Mac Brown said, what I've been told is that if every player gets the vaccine, we can operate as if this was pre-COVID time. Every coach does the same thing. If not, we got to move on. So it effectively is a mandate, and that's becoming the Buffalo Bills Stadium. Yeah, if you want to yeah. come to a game, you got to have a vaccine. Now, I guess there's a potential state. Federal. There's legal questions about that, and there's also logistical questions that have been going on for months with Ticketmaster and the places that you know are going to be obviously facilitating yeah. some of that. Like, how do you prove you've been vaccinated? Like, those are all you know kind of macro questions that they're going to be sorting out in the coming months. But well, you got to get that card. Get the card. You get that card. You get that card. You just walk up and you go like, right. "Look, it's been triple stamped my but double stamp." Are you yeah, scanning that card and it's inserted in your Ticketmaster account? Nah, it's a Neuralink. These are all <laughs> all things that they've got to be able to figure out. But the more immediate thing is this tier we one, tier two ban. <laughs> you are banned from being tier one, tier two as a staff member uh, if you're not vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. So that means for coaches, again, technically they're not mandating it, but they're saying, you can't "Yeah, coach. so if you don't get the vaccine." You can't be on the field. You can't be in meeting rooms. You can't be anywhere on the football side of the building. You know, it's like Milton from Office Space. We'll move you down to storage room B and you can coach from there. But the season, there's not a lot of guys who are going to be 
uh, on board with that. No, no, and no. so, yeah, no. the vaccination issue is going to be a huge thing. I think we talked about this before, too. If you go back to last year when the NFL recommended the flu vaccine for players, and that was in part because even though not many people were getting sick last year, it was because if you might get the flu, you might have symptoms that look like COVID. Now you're taken out of practice. You're taken oh. out of a game. You don't have it. But the percentage of players that actually did that was extremely low. There were some teams that had less than a handful of See, players that actually Tom, got the flu vaccine Tom, because that's... there are founded reasons that people are skeptical of vaccines in general. Tom, so you, from the team perspective, not only with the COVID thing, uh, like you don't want to get the symptoms that potentially lead people to think that you, because at one point people are just getting their temperatures taken. And if you had the temperature, it's like, yeah, you probably, you got to at least leave for a second and we got to get a double, triple test or whatever. But the flu vaccine, uh, that was always something that teams, I, 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 from my understanding, have made available. Like, hey, because if the flu gets in your building, that thing's going to, you know what I mean, right. potentially take you out. So from the team standpoint, it's like, well, if we can at least try to limit that. And then, you know, as we all got smarter with the whole thing, it's like, well, there's actually like 15 different strains of the flu, the vaccine. It's just like all of this shit has so many different views on it from people and everybody is kind of locked in on it. It's going to be coming out of this whole COVID thing is going to be almost just as insane as going into not as I guess the world shut down. Please don't panic. But I'm just saying coming out of this thing, Utah jazz game, coming out of this thing, there's going to be a lot of shit that's going to get figured out. That's going to piss off a lot of people, by the way, it's going to be, we're in for it right now. I just hope that you and Raj, Get another season off because we're going to need it again. Mm -hmm. Ty, what do you have? Tom, Pat briefly mentioned it there with the uh, Neuralink. We've seen, and I know you kind of already answered this, but we've seen Elon Musk controlling that chimpanzee, playing ping pong, you know, basically just doing it for him. Are you sure, and this may be, you know, like it could have been against your actions. You might not even know about it. Are you sure that either Raj or someone at the league office isn't actually neural linked into your brain and just sending you all this information? Cause it, I mean, it's, it's true. You know, everything it seems like before anyone else knows what's going on. It's unbelievable. Tom, we talk- Elon Musk controlled a chimp. Yeah. Oh yeah. Playing pong. Am I behind on this? When did that happen? Well, you're by the way, you don't have time to look at the pong because the way your neural link is scheduled, <laughs> yeah. you just got to read memos. <laughs> all day. You know what I mean? I'm locked in. Yeah. 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 That, that's really where I'm hung up. No, as far as I'm aware, I have not had a chip uh, implanted right. into my brain. Okay. I right. cannot, cannot confirm uh, fully. Never want to say never on anything, uh, okay. but I'm so unfamiliar with that. Tom, can you tell that we're potentially very high earlier talking about you and every, we start having a conversation about our conversations with Tom? We're always like, it feels like that son of a bitch knows more from these memos. And by the way, you're never really, I don't think anybody's ever come out and been like, Tom's 100% wrong. It's no. like, you're like a robot with these things almost. It is very fascinating. I'm sure Dr. Goldman, a man who has two PhDs, would love to test your brain to yeah. see how that whole thing operates. Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Arrow, uh, the Falcons have been making moves this morning. They signed Deron Harmon. They signed Cordero Patterson. Are they gearing up to trade back and you know let some other team pick at four or what? The Falcons certainly would be open to opportunities to trade back. The real question is with the 49ers already having moved up to number three, who else is looking to go all the way up to number four? Because if you're the Falcons, you don't want to trade out of what you would regard, and every board's going to be different, but you don't want to trade out of those premium type of picks. I mean, if there's one team that we're looking at at this point that potentially would come up for a quarterback, it's probably the Patriots. But they're sitting there 
at 15. That's a long way to go up to number four. You're talking about, you know, first round pick and a lot more than that to be able to make that type of a leap. Now we've seen teams like the Dolphins execute kind of almost a three-way trade, which those aren't allowed in the NFL, but two separate trades that works that way, going down and then coming back up. There's a lot of different opportunities. Uh, and the fact that some trades have gotten done early in the process here uh, provides some clarity where the Falcons have the opportunity to you know, take those calls and potentially work out deals far sooner than you normally would have in a year where a lot of those big deals would be happening uh, as you get into draft week. You know, really the, the mystery within the league for teams at this point is what the 49ers do at number three and which quarterback it's going to be. We've certainly heard a lot about Mac Jones uh, from Alabama. Uh, you know, that would be, if you were talking to people across the league, the consensus would be uh, that that is probably the pick. But oh. They're going through, you know, the Justin Fields workout. They're going through the Trey Lance workout. Uh-huh. Uh, they worked with John Beck, who's training both those quarterbacks. I heard he's good. Kyle Shanahan to implement things from Kyle Shanahan's practices, drills and throws, footwork, all okay. things that Kyle does into those second workouts to give them the best view possible. So at minimum, the 49ers are uh, doing their homework here on all those quarterbacks. And so you know, to a degree also, if you're looking to move up, you're wondering which quarterbacks are going to be available. And one thing that probably hasn't gotten enough attention when you're talking about uh, how clouded it potentially could be there at 2-3-4, all three of those teams, the Jets, 49ers, and Falcons, run essentially the same offense because the Jets and Mike LaFleur – as their offensive coordinator. He's taken the Kyle Shanahan scheme with Robert Sala to New York. You, of course, have the 49ers who run Kyle Shanahan's scheme. And then you have the Falcons who just hired a coach in Arthur Smith who learned the scheme from Matt LaFleur when he was the Titans offensive coordinator and had previously worked for Kyle Shanahan. So when you're talking about evaluating the traits, very similar. So there's a chance Darnold was going to be a Niner this offseason, or is that bullshit you think this morning there's conflicting reports? I'm not in the business of uh, shooting down anybody else's reporting. Certainly, uh, there was a thought that Darnold could be a fit for that offense, but Joe Douglas talked about it uh, publicly. They had the opportunity to financially reset uh, through the course of this offseason, and obviously they feel very confident about the type of quarterback they're going to be able to get at number two. Okay. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much, Tom. You're the absolute best. People go through many changes as we get older, isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30, and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30 and the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where they can get you. (laughs) It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those problems where you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, Which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. (laughs) 
I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm-hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, zinc, magnesium, maca, and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com slash USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good, mm-hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. A college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! Hey, you look terrible. Oh, my Jeez. God. You look AJ. so bad. You guys look terrible. I was going to say you look terrible in whatever this setup is you have. Right oh, now. yeah. yeah. Listen, listen, everybody has said how good we have looked for the last hour, actually. We've been standing ovation giving to Zito at every uh-huh. single break, AJ. We've been clapping. Like, Zito, hey. no idea wow. how you did this. Baby C. No, baby C. no idea how Zito, Tim, and CFO Phil were able to put this thing together. The fact that they did, we appreciate, obviously. But, AJ, I think now is the time for us to announce, you know, a $7,500 contest, basically. Don't you think so? Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. What? Let's do it. What, what made you wait until now? Well, Why is this a good time? Well, there was a meeting I had to attend to this morning, and we assumed that things were going positively. We thought it would be uh, this me- I thought this meeting was going to lead to another meeting. Zito thought he potentially had another week and a half, two weeks to do this. So yeah. I just want to let everybody know, the fact that this has come together has been a – uh, blessing from whichever God you believe. I'm yeah. not getting into that conversation. No, but no, whichever no. God you believe in, this is an absolute blessing. But this morning, yeah, it was like, uh, it was a quick like, hey, how you doing? Let's go ahead and make this thing happen. So it's probably going to come out maybe in the next few days. Ooh. So we got to give at least people that have been following along on the internet a chance to guess. And if you're going to guess and participate in something, especially with what just happened, have to give away money, 7500 bucks. Use the hashtag Pat's Up to something okay that's p-a-t-s-u-p-t-o-s-o-m-e-t-h-i-n that is a no g okay pat's up to something i'm up to something (laughs) pat's up to something most accurate now be descriptive here okay because um i have seen people kind of yeah ty just told connor to get the hell out of the way there and we don't have it properly completely sized on the other <laughs> side there okay. gotta do it a favor actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. there we go and we got it uh, our new led board is a hysterical thing here uh but most accurate be descriptive now okay be descriptive the most accurate descriptive guests will win seventy five hundred dollars when you tweet with the hashtag pats up to something with your guests if there are numerous correct responses okay numerous accurate guests uh, guesses in our eyes, in the panel's eyes. Uh, the money will go to the person who had the tweet first. 
which we will search and then go all the way down to the bottom. $7,500. Go ahead and let them fly. I've seen the speculation from everybody. I appreciate everybody's investment into this. It feels as if people are excited and feel like people know what's going to happen. Uh, let's go ahead and give you a $7,500 tweet. Hashtag Pat's up to something. AJ, will you be participating in this? Because I've gotten numerous text messages from you over the last couple of days kind of giving your guesses and such. Well, you got my guesses after you texted me and asked me, hey, what do you think I'm up to? You have guessed, though. You have guessed. I at, have. At this point, you are a observant human, don't you think? Oh, yeah. AJ's very observant. Very observant. He's a hawk. AJ knows how we operate, and this was an actual thing to not let AJ know. Like, it was not even... Cause AJ doesn't even know the conversations were happening with whoever was happening. He actually, whenever I said, hey, I'm up to something and started doing it on the show, there was an actual, like, is this, re what are you? What are you up to? And I was like, well, <laughs> not telling. Not <laughs> telling. But now at this point, you've been through a couple guesses. Will you be participating in trying to get a $7,500 bonus because you've been left in the dark over there in stupid Ohio? Well, I haven't exactly been uh, badgering, asking you guys, like, what, what are you guys up to? Yeah, what by the way, you have not. You have not. You've played mm -hmm. into the game. You've given a couple I guesses. I kind of like it. Yeah. I kind of like being, I, I kind of like trying to figure out, trying to guess. And all, I, all I've come up with is if this thing, like, whatever you are going to do, it better absolutely, like, blow my socks off, as they say, <laughs> with have, all the hype that's going into it. Now, we have uh, potentially worried that there's a yeah. chance, uh -huh. you know. Like, if you're not... If you're not announcing that you are gonna be The Rock's vice president when he runs for president, then like I don't know. Like, well, he has a vice yeah. president. Watch I Young mean, Rock, dude. He already has a vice president. <laughs> okay, 2032. We're coming. I'm coming. Who's the coming? Rock. The homeless guy came back. No, it wasn't. He OD'd. It wasn't Chad. Waffle. Waffles. It yeah. Wasn't French pa <laughs> pancakes. It wasn't. Chad. It wasn't. <laughs> Memorable character. <laughs> Uh, Chad Hanks? Oh, it was yeah. not Chad Hanks either. Who <laughs> oh, Dubai? What do you think it's going to be, though? Will you give a guess? Well, the fact that you like that studio you're in, are you going to be traveling home in the next few days? What's that, Bob? Will you be traveling home for like anytime soon, or are you down there wherever you are? Are you down there right now for good? I plead to one, two, three, four, fifth <laughs> on that particular one. I don't think that is a piece of information that needs to be known. I will let you know, though. This is a nice house. Uh -huh. Very nice house. Gorgeous. Nice house. So, yeah, if you set up a studio inside a house with that giant screen, then you're going to be there for a while. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Ooh. What's your guess? I mean, I don't have a The fact that you're actually going and staying somewhere, that's what's weird. Like, whatever it could be, Monday Night Football, like, you don't need to move for that. Um, daily show. It's got to be some Does kind of though? daily show. <laughs> Why would you? Why would you need to move? Everyone that does Monday Night Football lives all over. Because it only be because that would be in partner with you joining Greeny or something daily on that show. Okay, I'm not doing Monday Night Football. We'll rule that out. What about Thursday Night Football? Okay, so I'm not going to do this game with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there it is. There's $7,500. We're good. I got it. Don't worry. Yeah, we're good. Okay, well, you don't okay. need to move, though. I'm going to let you know. You don't need to move just to go do Bezos Thursday night. Okay, congratulations, oh, yeah. AJ. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Congrats. AJ. Where are you playing? Where are you going to play? What's that? Huh? Where are you going to play football somewhere? Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that what you're thinking now? What's that all about? I you thought never you never know with you. I mean, with you, you never know. You like to always pop up a little picture of you kicking some, kicking some balls in some random park every once in a while. Hey, that's hey, AJ. That's because uh, – hey, AJ. Hey, AJ. <laughs> 
So those are those are a that's a hint, right? That's a clue. It is not. It's I forgot my glasses. I don't know. I don't know how I did it. I was so bummed. I got down here. I forgot my CBD PM. I forgot my glasses. I forgot a lot of things down over here. Oh, oh. oh am I down? Mm. Am I down? Ooh. Oh, crazy. Anyways, let's move along. Uh, you have to tweet with the hashtag Pat's up to something to enter officially. We will not count this thing that you just did. Both five guesses you just gave, yeah. basically. <laughs> this will not count. You will have to tweet. By the way, you can enter as many times as you want. Go ahead. Ooh. But be descriptive. Remember, there will be... You know, be as descriptive as possible because when we find, when we search for the winning, we're going to be very descriptive. Yeah. yeah. Then we'll dumb it down a little bit. There might be numerous people that do that. Then you have to go down the first one. So be as descriptive as possible. Uh, limit to 10 guesses. But if you want to okay. do 100. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to count. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not going to count. Hey, or, or Pat, it could be uh, maybe you're down filming a movie and you're going to be there for like three months. Maybe Atlanta. I know they film a lot of movies there. Mm. Up, up north in Canada mm. they do right now with COVID. I'm sure that's not the case. So maybe you did. Maybe you, you grew from your first role when you were the doucher wearing tassel okay. shoes and khaki <laughs> pants that had nice pleats in them. Right. Maybe you jumped up to number one on the call sheet for that movie. Well, listen, I will say – because we did give away what that show was. Yeah. <laughs> it is not, it is definitely not involving that particular show, which I am excited to watch, by the way. But maybe, maybe, hey, maybe you are on to something over there, AJ. You're going to have to tweet it out, though, because all these bullshit guesses you're giving won't count towards the 7,500, AJ, which could potentially buy you a new camera because we're thousands. And thousands! Potentially, probably not actually. We're not that far away from the studio. Uh, maybe we are, Boy. but we're way away. And we're connected to the boys back in Indy. We're connected to Sirius YouTube right now. Perfect. We have an LED board behind us. Man, and you just, you look like somebody, uh, like Bob Ross painted you onto the screen, hey, basically. It, that wasn't, believe me, that's not coming from my camera. That's what the, however, the, the connection. No, it's not. not. The no. arrow was just We perfect, just had dude. the arrow. Oh, this is Tim Cook, huh? What arrow? Oh, Pelicero, yeah. Hey, did you hear what he said, by the way? What? He was talking about basically the, the OTA thing that you and I kind of have already talked about how this is going to get made into a big deal because it's going to be players disagreeing with other players and teams doing things with other teams, and it's the NFL and the NFLPA. It's going to get blown out. of This is going to be something that's going to get talked. But OTAs in the grand scheme of things, like I understand development matters, and coaches love it because coaches love the coach. Like that's what coaches love to do. In the grand scheme of things, these, these don't matter. Like they, what happens in the OTAs, it definitely helps. Like I'm not getting crazy. But nothing matters until – fall like the, the OTAs you could be a very different team in OTAs than you are in a team this is going to become something though I think because we're involving vaccines now he's talking about how coaches have reached out to him about how uh, they're not happy because although it's for emergency purpose it's not NDA approved or something like that and there's coaches that have reached out to him and they're like the tier one tier two mandate basically so now not only do we have OTAs in an NFL and NFL PA potential beef now you got the vaccination beef that is happening in our world very loudly. You you got all this thing kind of coming into one for something in the grand scheme of things isn't that important, but man, it's going to become something I think it already is. Well, don't you think it could become much more important if there's say half the teams that are sitting out all, all off season and then some teams come back and they actually have full OTAs? Well, that's the teams that are going to have full OTAs, we assume are going to be 
the good football teams. better teams, especially with younger coaches, right? Like the the rookie head coaches last year, what they just stunk, right? Oh, they yeah. were great. They they just absolutely stunk. And was it because they stunk as head coaches, or is it because they didn't have a chance to do anything in OTAs? They're probably trying to learn how they're going to be a head coach during those OTAs, how to address the team, how to talk to the team, what to do during practices, how to set up the day, manage the day, the bullshit that could come. There's a lot of things that go into being a coach. That if you don't have OTAs, if you're in a brand-new position, you could potentially not know what the fuck you're, you signed up for or whatever. So I think coaches definitely want this thing, but then – the NFL is like, well, there's a chance you have to get the vaccine to do that. There's going to be some coaches that say, no, it's just, this is going to be a fucking colossal mess. And for the teams themselves, like if half the Patriots team doesn't show up or whatever, will the other half hate them for, there's do, no, for doing that? And there's no that? chance those guys make the team, right? Yeah. With Bill Belichick, they said there'll be no consequence if you opt out for COVID situations. That that was immediately upon saying it. I think you and I said, that's not true. Mm. Like, like I... I I love the fact that they're saying it, and that can be a great. That's a great theory, by the way. Hey, that's a great theory to have. I love that that's in there, but that's just not. We're in a human business, and the NFL is a. a hey, who do we want to, you know, go to battle with this guy uh, if he opts out to not be with us? It's a team thing. We just knew that wasn't going to work, but it's going to become. Some teams go, some teams don't. Some players get cut. Some teams stink. Some. Te- I mean, it's just. It's never ending, AJ. It's all bullshit. Is there any way to solve yeah. this? Like, or is uh, it just like things are going to go on and be like they've always been? I don't know. I, I think the ramp up could potentially work if they extended it a little bit before training camp, you know? If they had like a OTA kind of thing and a little bit longer and then go into the ramp up that everybody loved. And during those OTAs, the rookies can be on the field and doing their workouts. So then the same ramp up is similar to what it was last year, which all the veterans like. I think they could do that. But that involves a lot of collective bargaining. That's, that's like a lot of, you know what I mean, to get that done. Well, don't you think, I don't know. Yeah, like as... Ty, that's a great question because is there something that can happen where both sides? But oh, okay, if the owner is there something the owners are saying that hey, if we do this, the players will we're, we're going to be fine. Like if we figure this out, I don't know what that answer is. Like even if I know the Broncos are setting up a vaccination site at their place for players, for family members that live there with you, they're having like a conference call or a Zoom with doctors to try to explain the vaccine to anybody that's going to come in and get it, but. To, act, to try to say, you can't say, hey, if guys all come in and get vaccinated, then they can come in and do their offseason program and be all right because there's no way every player in the NFL is going to agree to get vaccinated. It's And that is, people can, you know, say what they want. Like, yo, guys will do it if they can get back in the field. It's like, man, the reason why the loss. Like, and there's a lot of, like, the the opt-out and the uh, thing the owner said, like, there's a lot of guys, I feel like, with religious beliefs that would not get the vaccine. Like, I, I think I know multiple guys like that. A bona fide health or religious reason. If they don't have a bona... They need a bona... Hey, we need a written essay. This What's needs- a bona fide religious reason? Yeah. Like, what, what, can, what God. does that mean? So God told me. Listen, Raj. All right. Spoke to God immediately upon reading this memo. Mm-hmm. God told me. Ain't doing it. And if that ain't bona fide, what do you want me to go? Get some gold plates in upstate New York? <laughs> yeah. What do you want me to do, dude? You want well, to climb to the top of that? a mountain? What's can that? Raj, like, uh, how could Raj do that? He could, you can't really say, hey, no, well, your, your religion's not, not as old as this guy's religion, so it doesn't matter. Like, your, your religion doesn't count as much as this one, so your, your reason is hey. not bona fide. Hey, in the United States of Goodell, though, there is a <laughs> chance true. that these religions will be judged. There is a chance right. that they will be judged. Oh, guys will be making up shit. Oh, my God. Which... Which religion involves not having to get vaccinated? Like, guys will be like, 
that don't want to get vaccinated. By the way, there's humans out there that do not. You can, we can act as if that doesn't happen. That is happening right now. Like that is very, that's a really controversial thing happening in the world. Um, but the, there will be guys that's like, what is the religion that I don't have to get vaccinated? I'm that religion for sure. They'll read, they'll read two Wikipedia pages. They'll write an essay. They'll be like, yeah. I'm fucking uh, Buddha, yeah. dude. Yeah. I'm, 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 a, I'm a Buddhist, bro. What There'll be you? the NFL Koresh. There'll be a Koresh coming out of the <laughs> NFL now saying, hey, look, what I believe in doesn't tell me I need that. Yeah, so why is that even in the memo? Maybe it's not going to be that big of a deal. Maybe we're just making something out of nothing. Oh, that's what sports are in the offseason. Okay, oh. let's talk about some things that are complete bullshit, possibly. Justin Fields, pro day yesterday, AJ. It was somebody gave an opinion that it was held off TV because the teams that chose to invest to go there mm-hmm. didn't want other people to see what was going on. Now, I have no idea if that's accurate or, accurate or not. I do not like that it was done on TV. I think it's unfair to Justin Fields, actually, by the way. I think if he would have had another pro day where it was just him, just like Zach Wilson had his own day where yeah. it was just him, I think he would have had a chance to absolutely dominate. But if this is what the teams wanted, the teams are going to get what they want. Uh, from your birdie that was potentially in the building, all signs and pictures sound like and videos have been released. Justin Fields crushed it yesterday. Is that what you're hearing as well? Yeah, that is what I'm hearing from from people that were there inside the uh, the facility. Yeah, he looked as impressive as he did last time and maybe even a little bit better than his first program. Okay, and also you've compound that with a uh, quote that Connor found on the internet. Sermon, yeah. the running back, he had a quote that uh, came out. Now, listen, Sermon is teammates with Justin Fields. This is just like the Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, Tua thing. I, now, granted, I think that is tough to put somebody in that situation that they did where somebody, Mac, and then somebody else came out and was like, Mac, and then a private conversation was leaked publicly. Mac, it's just like, okay, so that'll happen. But uh, Sermon said that basically everything he's hearing about Justin Fields is a bunch of bullshit almost. He said he's a great leader. He was uh, tough. He was everything like that. It, it, is there a chance here in the last 14 days, we've got two weeks until the first round, where this narrative that we've heard hyped gets completely reversed? That, that would be... Awesome for Justin Fields, and also something we got to remember next year as a not-so-naive show, I think, you know? Well, I don't think we will remember it next year. It seems like it's it we're so easy to forget because, we, we, oh, man, you just jump on stuff that people hear. True. But I think, yes, the narrative could absolutely change over these next couple of weeks. And for Justin Fields, hopefully for him, it, it changes into the right direction. I almost feel like, though, it's it's starting to go that way. Like, people are questioning, like, oh, is he get, could he go three? to San Fran, like who, what teams truly are interested in him. And like you said, it's all garbage. Nobody really knows except for those 32 people making that decision. But, man, the closer you get, I feel like there's more chaos involved. Well, then there was a report this morning that Sam Darnold was almost traded to the Niners for the 12th overall pick, but Joe Douglas and company uh, had questions about Zach Wilson's elbow or something like mm-hmm. that, which, by the way, I didn't know we had Shoulder, questions. I think. Shoulder, I yeah. I didn't know we had questions on Zach. Well, did we know that there he was – He had an injury his junior year, I think, and he had to miss a bunch of time to get surgery. I did not know we had questions. That never came out. He he skyrocketed. I did not yeah, know yeah. that there was potential injury issues. And then to hear that, and then it was immediately debunked by another insider that was like, nah, that's not true. It's just like, who knows? Dude? Well, then I saw a bunch of people making a big deal about uh, like Matt Ryan before he got before him and Kyle Shanahan were together in Atlanta. He was like taking shotgun snaps with his left foot back, and then he switched them. Uh, and the same thing happened with Justin Fields. And they like at his pro day yesterday, he was doing it the same way. So people were saying like. 
oh, these guys been together. Like, is he kind of morphing into Shanahan's style right now? Did it's, you see that? Yeah, I, I saw that. I, do you, I, I don't think San Francisco probably – maybe they did ask them to do that or maybe the players know, like, hey, I need to show them what, it would, what I would look like in their system. Well, in, I don't know if the left foot back or the right foot forward – is a system tell or anything like that. I think quarterbacks change what they do at shotgun. I mean, that happens. You know what I mean? Like it's whatever's whatever's comfortable. Yeah, for and, sure. That's and they go through phases. By the way, Peyton landed on that. Uh, Peyton landed on the. Uh, he had his his foot back almost, and then he would come. You know, what I mean? like I don't know if he always did that. Like they move their action. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. There's guys that like you know the clap happening sometimes, and then they do all the. That is depending on the play. Yeah, dep hey, depending on the play too. If the quarterback has a little RPO or something, he might try to wait till the last possible second to shift his feet if he needs to have right foot back or or left foot back to try to whatever the handoff motion may be or play action. But man, it is, and I I've heard, I think, um, uh, Swagoo. I think Swagoo tweeted this, and I think uh, I saw some other people. I think Damian Woody was uh, also tweeted. I think there was a couple people. Ryan Clark might have got into it as well. It feels like this is becoming like a uh, a pretty common thing. The over analysis that is happening, and I think it's because the NFL and NFL media. It's just it has grown so much. Like even in the last year, it feels like more people are invested in the NFL. There seems like there's more shit happening with the NFL. There's more trades. There's more rumors. There's more GMs in there that I think are more active. There's just like, it's constantly evolving into like this everyday thing. It's, it's, it's becoming a pain in the ass though when it comes to the analysis of potential college prospects that we are no, never ever going to watch full film on. Well, you know what I mean? Never, never, ever going to do that. I'm never going to do that. So I just have to take the word of people yeah. that I respect. And then those people's changes, or opinions are, they're evolving as well as they see more things. It's yeah. like, well, you're, I'm getting secondhand fucked here. <laughs> you know what I mean? This entire thing. You know what I mean, AJ? I think a lot of people, though, there, there's a ton of people that you may see on TV or listen to on the radio where at certain times, yeah, they're just kind of parodying what they've heard from other people you can't there's no way to truly study every person i mean mel kuyper and the draft experts they definitely do they know maybe like every single person there i they, feel like but what they might have the tom pelicero brain and they just yeah, read everybody's yeah. name or whatever you know mm -hmm. but by the way did you hear us dissect tom pelicero earlier no i did not i didn't get to see all of it. i only saw a real little bit okay so we had a conversation about tom coming on and we're like every time tom comes on he is, it sounds like he is speaking directly for Roger Goodell. Like he's an extension of Roger Goodell. It, it really, every time he comes on, and, and I'm not saying we don't like it. I'm not saying we love it. We're not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's something we have to think about when somebody comes on. It's like, all right, we got to remember where this is, information is mm -hmm. coming from as we continue to do this whole thing. So today we decided in a, vitamin state uh before like hey we're just going to address it with tom like we today yeah. is the day we are going to just ask him about we asked him about a potential uh neural link neural link uh -huh. like elon mm -hmm. musk from roger goodell potentially in his brain at all times he reads those memos and he just collects it and then just regurgitates the entire memo so whenever he's whenever he's giving an answer it is like maybe the most informed well thought out answer for why the nfl is doing what it, and it's because he's literally just telling you what all the nfl lawyers and pr people put together to announce he, he just reads 17 page memos and like the next day he's just coming out boom this is what it's doing it is fascinating to hear that entire shit because the nfl is spinning stuff too you know oh, what yeah. I mean? the nfl is always spinning stuff as well
But does he, on the other side, though, will he read stuff that from the PA or what players are trying to do or somebody pushing against the NFL? And can he regurgitate that? Yeah, I think he can. But by the way, since the beginning of time, the players' messaging is always much, much worse. I, I don't know why. We talked about this during the CBA negotiation. I was actually pleading. I almost got into like some media beef because of the way I was talking. I was like, hey, the only people that are releasing any information right now during these CBA negotiations, just like the last time, by the way, that we were a part of, is the NFL. The NFL is leaking the offers, the information, the reasoning. So then the media, they have that information. They're like, the NFL offered these fucking spoiled players. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of how it all goes there. And I was like pleading, like NFLPA, can you please like just just leak some? Not to me. That doesn't have to be to me. Just leak some information to somebody to explain, like in a real coherent, like, hey, this is why we're doing it. And then all of a sudden, the, the narrative potentially changed. I don't know if the players have ever really recognize that as a massive part of this entire thing, especially publicly. And ultimately, in the end, they're never going to win the PR battle either, though, you know? Well, those billionaires are billionaires for a reason. Those Bingo. guys have, those guys and girls have grown up. They're what they've done. They've built up their big old company or they've taken over a company that was in their family or whatever. And they're used to dealing with lawyers and contracts and negotiations all the time. Players Man. are used to playing football. Are used to, oh, hey, my agent will take care of that. Like, <laughs> get that's me all that matters. Yeah, give yeah. me, I am not reading that. Are you kidding me? They actually, the NFLPA sent like a 10-page something. You remember this during the, the first CBA? It was like a 10-page email, and they asked us to vote on something or whatever. And I was like, I should not be asked to vote on this. There's zero chance I'm reading that fucking thing. You know what I mean? And then the media was like, the NFL knows that the players are not going to read through this whole thing. And it's like, you're 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL is 100% right. I'm not doing it. But my entire take was like, I should not be voting. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, my vote should not matter on this. Because I, I am not reading this. It is not an informed take at all. Let's go ahead and let the people that are reading it do it. But then you got to be like, are they actually, are they just potentially getting yeah. what that 10-page email is from somebody else who wants something to happen, you know? It's all it's all big business, baby. Just like this, hey. Hashtag Pat's up to something. Woo. No G on the end. Give your guess of what you think the big announcement is going to be here within probably the next few days. We interrupt the show to let you know that while Bubba Watson and Patrick Reed didn't bring home the green jacket, it was still awesome seeing them repping CBDMD down there at Augusta. For everyone who's inspired to play a few holes after watching all the action last weekend, CBDMD has the perfect product to help you stay loose and play your best. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers temporary, instant cooling relief for sore muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller that keeps your hands clean while you're on the course. That's no BS. I've used this thing several times. I love it. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I'll maybe snap hook a ball down into the rough. You know, my next shot, I'm, I'm, I'm really having to go after it. You hit a tree root or something. Your, your wrist hurts a little bit. You got the CBD freeze with menthol. Roll that right on there, and you're as good as new. And to make it even easier to try everything CBDMD has to offer, they're giving you 25% off your next order when you use the promo code McAfee at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com promo code McAfee for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Back to the show. AJ, 
Um, this show has flown by today. I'm going to be 100% serious. I, yeah. I did not expect it to already be hour three. I feel like we just started this thing, and this is because Zito has done so goddamn good with this entire story. Good job. Where is Zito right now? He's uh, he's sitting. So Foxy's got like four computers in front of him. Zito's got like five computers in front of him. And then Mansuri's over here with... <laughs> Keys to a rocket ship. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Trying to figure out this. Other thing. I mean, it is. There's a lot going on, but they're behind the scenes, and we appreciate it. Matt Boston, Connor, Ty Schmidt is here. The boys in Indianapolis are here as well. We're gonna have a guest joining us at some point. Oh, it's a twenty. No, it's two o five, right? Yeah. Oh, Zito thought it was two twenty five. Zito just went behind the thing and was like this. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. I have my sheet here unless it's a complete lie. 205. Tony Fields, the second, will be joining us here soon. He's a linebacker that's about to come into the NFL. AJ, are you going to give him, like, wisdom or things to think about whenever we talk to him here? I don't have a whole lot for him. I can hear the FaceTime calling him right now, though. Can you hear that? We cannot hear it. So you must have the audio from the backside connected to you, if I had to guess. I cannot hear that. No. It is nice to know that we are calling him, though. That means things are happening. You're not going to give him any advice? What's that all about? You think he's going to maybe go to Green Bay? I mean, he definitely could go to Green Bay. I think they could absolutely use him. But no, I'm not one for uh, to give unsolicited advice. It's not really my uh, my thing. Okay, uh, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, all time leading tackler for one of the oldest yeah. franchises in the NFL, refuses to give any advice to our next guest who will be joining us right now. Out of West Virginia University, played in the Senior Bowl, will be at the Combine, I believe. Incredible player, stud player. Flies around. Can't wait to see where he gets drafted, how this whole NFL life changes for him when he gets into the men's league. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Fields the second. Yeah! What's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on? How you doing? I'm good. Hey, those look like they're fresh twists here, sir. I mean, those just got done, huh? Yeah, about two days ago, they got me right. Yeah, they look good. By the way, they look very good. Uh, I hope you're feeling good as well. How's the body? What is it like training for this entire offseason with COVID protocols and pro days and there wasn't a combine? Now there is a combine. How are you feeling about the whole process right now, Tony? Um, I'm feeling great. I mean, it's a different process for sure. I've never really been able to just work on strictly football. I've always had school as an obstacle in between it. So, I mean, now it's just strictly football. It's pretty cool to be able to take care of my body and get everything right. What do you, okay, so when you, you're meeting with these teams or coaches, have you met with anyone in person? And if not, like, what do you do? Do you Zoom with, like, a position coach and a head coach and GMs? Like, what's going on? Since the senior bowl, like, we met with all 32 teams at the senior bowl in person. But since then, it's been straight Zoom meetings, like straight phone calls or Zoom meetings or uh, Skypes. That's about it. Do they ask you to, like, yeah. draw anything up? Do they ask you to draw, hey, what's your what's your favorite Blitz package or something? Do they do that for you? Look, I got my – right next to my laptop, I got my paper, pen and paper right here. I got to draw it up all the time. I got to sit there and draw up a Blitz package. Yep, just like that. Hold it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we knew that football coaches, by the way, would – do anything they can to figure out whatever questions they have. Have you been asked anything like uh, psychological or uh, personality? You felt like like any stupid questions. Like if you were an appliance in a kitchen, what would you be? Was there any of those dumb type of questions you've had to experience yet? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's some crazy type of questions that you get asked. Like um, I feel like the craziest thing was like if I was the last person on earth, what would I do? <laughs> and it's like, what? A, how do you answer that? But I mean, hey. <laughs> what did you say? Did you say anything? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. I, I, that's exactly what I told him. I said, it's hard to answer that. I don't know. Like, I, I don't ever put myself in that position, like, to be the last man on earth. I mean, I guess I can do anything I would want to do. You oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, I like the fact that you gave a diagnosis of the question, which I assume the coaches would be like, okay, so he's going to think about why or how this would even happen. If I were you, uh, if you get asked that again, just complete bullshit lie. I get lonely. You know, I love being around my teammates, uh, my coaches. I would have no idea what to do all by myself. What do you think about your game is going to transition well, though, to the NFL? I guess at the Senior Bowl, you got a chance to work a little bit with an NFL defense and NFL coaches, and I assume a little bit of a scheme there. But what do you think about your game? Because you fly around, which is what I think is a massive thing i think that's it but for you mentally what do you think like it's going to be a big transition or you feel pretty comfortable with what the game's going to be like in the men's league i feel comfortable with the mental aspect i mean i feel like my speed like you said i fly around i feel like that's gonna help me help me out at the end of the day it's gonna help me uh get past the little the little small things that i didn't have right away but i mean as long as i get 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 it as far as the playbook and mentally i'll be good do you ever look at other like any teams in the NFL right now and look at their scheme that they run on defense and feel like, hey, I think I would do well in that scheme? Colts. Yeah, all the time. I, I watch all the, every team really, especially with all this, all these meetings. I mean, you have to learn some of the schemes, so you learn and you'll learn like, oh yeah, I know I fit in this scheme, or some of them a little bit more shaky than the others. So, I got a chance to chat with a couple people at West Virginia. Whenever you were coming on, they're like, a uh, guy works. He's a worker. Like, hey, this guy, this guy is a worker. Like, I think that is the biggest thing. I think, honestly, if you have the ability and if you're a worker, like, I, I just feel like that is the separator between everything. So whenever people were telling me that about you, I was like, oh, that's great news. Can't wait for another West Virginia guy to have success in the NFL. We're talking to Tony Fields, uh, the second. Am I, am I saying that right? The second? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Do you have any like nicknames like Deuce or anything? They call you two or anything? Nah, nah. I, surprisingly, no. I thought I was gonna get one, but nah. They just call me only thing Tone. That's my only nickname, really. Tone, tone, tone. tone. We got a tone as well. Yeah. Our tone, pretty dumb, degenerate gambler. You're you're a much different tone than, than <laughs> he is. Um, do you focus at all? I, I guess you haven't really been baptized into the business of the NFL yet. But have you had any conversations with either your representations or have you had financial people that have already tried to talk to you or anything like that as you transition into a very new world for everybody, which is what the NFL is? I mean, yeah, um, I think as of this week, I think I finally like established my full team within financial advisors, PR, I already have my agency and everything like that. I already have my full team behind me to help me out so I can focus on straight football for real. Do you have a uh, any deal yet with a shoe company? Do you know if you're going to be wearing Nikes next year? Do you know anything? I'm waiting until after the draft for that, but I don't. I honestly don't know. Do you care? Do you care which brand you go with? I don't. I don't. I love. I mean, I want to play football. I don't really. That's what hey, yeah, boy, that's Tone. What, hey, that's what I'm talking about, Tone. Listen. They can all pay to get on your feet, all right? Listen, we don't. <laughs> there's a couple right. pairs of shoes that AJ Hawk put on over there that literally felt like cardboard wrapped around plastic on his feet. But Under Armour click clacked his bank account in a beautiful fashion. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. You're going into the business world of this thing, uh, Connor. What do you have? Yeah, Tone. Pat mentioned the combine. Are you going to go, or do you feel like between you know crushing the Senior Bowl and dominating your pro day, you've kind of done enough here? 
the combine was uh canceled really it was really more virtual and it was medical things medical examinations for guys that got injured or guys that didn't play football really this year so um it was more just the pro days what did you have to do at the workouts were you prepared for all the the did you like for instance the 40 like that is you said you have nothing but time to focus on football, but I hear a lot of guys that are like, I'm never going to have to do this again. I assume with how fast you were, that was a rather easy process. Do you have a track background or you think that that helped you in this whole thing or do you just think your natural body of work was good for you? I mean, I, I don't have a track background. My family ran track. My dad ran track. Maybe that's why the speed in my blood a little bit. But um, yeah, like running was is always natural to me. So just getting ready to run the form was the number one thing for the 40. I read a couple scouting reports on you, okay, because I watch the games, but I'm not a college scout. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I don't have the will right. or the ability. No, I hear you. You know what I mean? To do that. But the scouting report, positive, was like, you know, the, the negative was that you're maybe too small to hit somebody. What's that all about? Why, why is that a negative that's being talked about with you? I did not see that on the field at all, at all, at all with you. Do you think that is, there has been anything that's been said about you or maybe coaches have asked about that you think have just been completely, you know, kind of bullshit almost? I mean, only thing that you can say, like you said, is the size. I mean, but I never let that slow me down. And at that, I mean, uh, this season I played at 222, and I'm 230 right now, so I'm already up to weight. I'm probably going to go up five more pounds, get 235, and I'll be solid. Man. So that size won't be a factor no more either, really. Hey, I want to let you know, I went into a season at 255 once. Just know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, it up. Uh, no, 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 no. I couldn't catch anybody. But if I did, I would have hit the fuck out of them. <laughs> I mean, I would. Uh, I couldn't catch them. They were running right by me. But if I could, man, that would have been a collision. Ty Schmidt, what do you have? Tone, have you put any thought into, uh, like, what's going to happen on draft day? Like, uh, what are you going to be doing? Are you going to have, like, a big circle with you? Is it going to be pretty tight? Like, have you really... Really thought about that at all yet or are you just you know kind of just waiting for the whole thing to be done um I'm, i feel like i'm gonna have everybody there that i feel like helped me get there helped me uh establish who i am today so like my family and close friends but uh later on that day i might have like something a little bit bigger within like more friends and uh more people that i know out in vegas yeah smart by the way obviously socially distanced and yeah, all uh-huh. the all the, exactly. yeah obviously listen dream come true all right day you've been dreaming about and working your ass off your entire life mm-hmm. we'll do it properly though we will celebrate that thing hey no matter what happens in the draft do not it does not matter i hope you know that and i tried i tried to say it to everybody and i know if somebody told me that whenever i was going into the draft I would have been like, I don't need to hear that from you. But legitimately, it does not matter. As long as you get in a building is the only thing that matters. So if if something doesn't go exactly how you think it's going to go, it does not matter at all. It's just the beginning of either getting a bigger bag at some point or a long ass, you know. If and Not that you ask for advice, but this is just something I would give you because I was devastated whenever I wasn't drafted to where I thought it was going to be, I was going to go. And then whenever I slid to 222, which you will never see, but I went I was way down in the seventh round. I, it was like it did not fucking matter in the grand scheme of anything. So I hope you just enjoy the hell out of that day and that weekend. Yes, sir. For yeah, sure. I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. AJ, you got anything for Tony? Well, the size thing we were talking about, you're already up to 230. That's plenty big. Like I think that's the most – that's like the laziest thing to put a knock on players, especially coming into the league now. Like you should be 
between 220 and 230. As long as you can run and you prove that you can hit, like you don't need to weigh 245. It's just a, it's an old dumb narrative. I wouldn't worry about that either. Yeah, don't put on sure. your Yeah, stay. Hey, don't. Hey, don't get fat and slow over there, Tom. No. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't get... Uh, hey, eating the, fried foods, huh? Hey, listen, <laughs> you might be able to. I, I've had teammates that were able to just... I mean, Ocho Cinco, he's literally yeah, a McDonald's commercial, and he's maybe the most fit human of all time at this point. I'm told that that'll kill me, and I'll, I'll gain 500 pounds. I don't know what's true. I don't know what's right anymore at this age. With the new offenses, <laughs> Tony, with the new offenses, okay... RPOs, everything like that. You've kind of come up through that entire era, right? It's like old school linebackers. Whenever the RPOs kind of got introduced, it was like, oh, this is this isn't football. Like the linemen are leaving. How are we supposed to do whatever? They're dropping it behind. Is that kind of? I feel like that's an advantage for the younger linebackers that you've kind of been, you know, kind of burst in this RPO offense since high school, almost in the college, and now it's definitely in the NFL game. Thousand percent. I mean, playing in it, and I played offense in high school. I had to play in it. I had to play against it. It was just a lot of it's it's up pace. Uh, football's up pace compared to what it was back in the day, in my opinion. You grew up in Vegas. How was that? Pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I didn't really get out a lot. Uh, my pops kept me tamed. <laughs> He's gonna have kept to keep- me light. He had hackles on uh, shackles on me. Yeah, <laughs> that's smart. You're gonna go do uh, Vegas, your hometown. Whenever you get a bag one time, and you're going to be like, oh, this is why my dad kept the shackles on me. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck in the draft. We appreciate your time. Thanks for your service at West Virginia. You're a hell of a ball player, Tony. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Fields is second. Tony's a good name. Oh, he's a good name. Great Great name. Tony's a great nickname. I I like him. I like him a lot, AJ. So you could tell he cares about football. Like, that's. Yeah. He wants to play. He doesn't care about all the the other stuff. By the way, that was exactly what they um, the thing said. Small size could limit him on hitting or whatever. It's like Buddha Baker kills people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's go ahead. I think when they, when they talk about linebackers and their size, if they want to bring up possible like durability issues, if you're like 220 pounds, they may say, "Hey, you might not make it through the season." But that's that's all like on an individual basis. But no, like the game is. As he said, the game is spread out, RPOs, tackle in space. Like, you need to be able to move. Now, to be fair, if Patrick Ricard turns the corner on mm, somebody uh-huh. who's potentially not 270, you know, there's a chance you're going to have to eat that. You know what I mean? That's, that is the football. And by the way, you eating that block is actually your job on that play. So it's like, I guess you could shed and blow up Patrick Ricard or some other fullback. Maybe, I guess Sherman's retired, the juice or whatever, yeah. or anybody that's going to do that. But the game is so different now. And there aren't as many fullbacks and big guys like that. Like, wouldn't you rather have a dude who is smaller, who can move sideline to sideline and cover, you know, these slot receivers who are, you know, evolving the game? He'd be good at the Packers, huh? The Packers. Yeah, he probably would. For sure. Well, and that's what I was, I was curious. Like, uh, I don't know where he's projected to go, but like a guy going into the, the draft like that, like, what do you think his agent, like, w- between, is, where is he expecting to go, you think? Like, if he's not a first round pick, like, I have no idea. I, I like, tried to do as much research as possible, 
but I didn't get to any part that said where he was projected. I have no clue. Like, do you going. think he's thinking that, like, okay, I might, I might go in the second round, but then he's got all, some people telling him, like, well, it actually might not be until like the fourth round, or like, I, I just feel like if you're if you're not like a first pick in the or first round pick in these mock drafts or or wherever, it's just like you really have no idea where these guys are going to end up going. I'm trying to see if we have the Indianapolis studio connected right now to us. Do we have that right now, Zito? No, we do not. Technically, no. Technically, no. What? Uh, <laughs> What's that? Oh, so we can't have AJ and the boys. We can. We just got switched to computers. We got switched to computers. Okay. computers right. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, I would have never. So after the break, we'll potentially do that. Okay, that's good news. So the boys will close that hour three here. What were you going to say? What do you think they were looking for from that? If you were the last person on earth, like yeah, I'd, I'd restart the NFL. Yeah, I'd, I'd do I'd it play all. Football. Football. I'd say yeah. That's what I know. I, What's that, AJ? Don't you think I would? You would have to mess with them. I think I'd be like, okay. So in this hypothetical, I'm the last person on Earth, and they said yes. I'd be like, okay. Well, then I executed my plan to kill every other person on the planet, <laughs> and then just see what they said. I'm like with your stupid hypothetical question, that would never happen. I'm going to give you an answer, just as stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking answer! By the way, that's number five overall pick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. When he's going so through, he, the, when he's going through his questions, yeah. yeah. When he's going through his questions, number five overall pick. Well, your last person on was I the number five overall pick? Was I rich? I don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> nope. I'm playing football. I just killed everybody. I don't know. Get out of here. I would assume with other people that potentially, you know, aren't college football national champions. No, no, no. I Under Armour faces. I don't claim. Uh-huh. Listen. I don't claim that I would have had the balls to do that. Oh, okay. I'm just saying it would be awesome to see somebody do that and see the – like if I was a coach or a scout, I'd be like, okay, I don't care where he's projected. I'm taking this. <laughs> <laughs> if this guy got so upset about the dumbass question and just decided to bury it completely in front of us, probably a guy we would like to have on our team. Probably a guy. But him saying that's a tough question really, I think that is potentially what they were looking for is like, Okay, how do you digest something here that is absurd? That last man on Earth show, uh, yeah, it was pretty good there Will for a Forte. season, right? Yep. I, th- I think it had a good season. Mm-hmm. Then they, they went to another season, I think, and they kind of ran. Yeah, it stuck around for a little bit, but yeah, the first season of that was awesome. incredible, awesome, awesome television mm-hmm. down there. All right, let's get to a break. We'll answer some phone calls, clean up, uh, uh, or to finish hour three here. The boys in Indianapolis, I'm sure they have had some thoughts on how this show has gone. I can't wait to hear that. AJ, did you tweet out your guess yet? I have not tweeted it out yet. Oh, it's because you, you don't know. You still you don't waiting? know. I Obviously, I do not know. No, but you still don't. You, have like seven, you gave seven guesses whenever we started talking about this about an hour and ten minutes ago. You still don't know which one's your best one. Good thing news for you, though. You can put them all out there. That's right. Here we go. I can't. Oh, I can put more than one guess out? Uh, yeah. A limit is 10. Okay. But I think we're safe. Wanted. I'm not going to hit the max. Well, if you do, by the way, and you maybe put 20, we are not going to count. No. But you got to be descriptive. I can't. I cannot stress that enough. The what most does that dis- mean? You know what it means. It means you can't give some Mickey Mouse answer and, and think you're going to walk into 7,500. Yeah, it's not going to happen. You got to be like, this is happening. You uh-huh. know what I mean? That's why yeah. you got 10 guesses. Hey, yeah. listen. There's going to be ties because there's going to be a very descriptive answer we're going to search for. It's not going to be there. We're going to take one out, one word out, mm-hmm. or one factoid or stat out. Right. Then all of a sudden, it's going to go to whittle down. It's going to go, okay, who was first then? Who got it? So what you're doing right now, AJ, is potentially wasting time that is going to lose you $7,500. This is just like Will Zalatoris who realized too late that he was one shot away, 
one shot away from the promotion from the Corn Ferry Tour. Yep. But don't you worry, Will Zalatoris, because you're going to come around coming second in the Masters, then a week later, dominate a golf course and win that thing and get your PGA card. He is killing right now, AJ. Did you hear that? I heard you say that. What tournament is going on right now? It's the AMC movie R- theaters yeah. are back. <laughs> RB- <laughs> RBC Heritage Open. RBC. 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 <laughs> AMC should put on a golf. I mean, especially now. Just everybody hold in a line and watching these boys slang golf balls all over the yard. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. The fact that you do, I am eternally grateful for. There's a lot of things that can penetrate your ear holes. There's a lot of things that you can listen to and do whatever you're doing, whether it's work, working out, hanging out, whatever it is. I know there's a lot of people that are vying for your time to listen to. So the fact you allow us to do so, I am going to be grateful forever for. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to do this forever, but I am very (laughs) thankful that you allow us to be a part of your day. We will hopefully continue to put out an above average product. And if you did think that today, please be a friend and tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Tomorrow, massive show. Gidge. Massive show. Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Thursday. Tomorrow's big. Be a friend, tell a friend. Cheers.